0: what is going on guys you're listening to the hsp podcast i am jeff martin alongside my tag team partner the trendsetter brian Berger. and what a great episode we got for you today this is a uh, guy we've had on our radar for a while wanted to get him on and we want to thank uh russell pitt for uh allowing us to uh connect with uh bro keller what's up dude how you doing today
1: great yeah it was a pleasure to be here guys i uh, i couldn't echo those sentiments more happy that Russell pitt was able to make this happen uh nice well i think this is their second show up and coming program so yeah i'm really looking forward to it and i'm happy to be here
0: before we start let's just talk about russell pitt though it is uh uh on saturday february 26th on fight tv uh like you said their second show uh in pittsburgh pennsylvania go check them out it's at the maverick uh 120 south whitefield street so uh tickets are still available so go uh to social media at WrestlePit and get your tickets for that event you will be on the card uh pretty good uh match up there triple threat with uh jason hotch matt taven and yourself dude we'll get to that in just a little bit but man how you how you doing man how's how's everything going for you right now What's the landscape look like for you in the last couple of weeks, last few months, and uh, how, how's your year going so far? Busy. <laughs>
1: if I can <laughs> narrow it down to one word, definitely busy. Um, which is nice, right? Like that's how it should be. Uh, I'm grateful for you know a lot of the opportunities I've been getting, uh, especially this past month. It's felt like uh, like a bit of a whirlwind. Um, so last weekend I actually got the opportunity to wrestle with Lance Archer on AEW, and then this weekend I have. Um, Like you said, we got Hotch and then Taven as well. Somebody I've been following for a while, especially with his kingdom days back in Ring of Honor. Um, So I'm very fortunate and grateful for these opportunities. And then Davey Richards here coming up in a few weeks as well. So the ball just keeps rolling. And I got to say, it's been exhausting, but worth every second of it uh, between, you know, balancing the daytime job, uh, balancing the gym, making sure I've got my family life locked down, my social life. And then, of course, leaving on the weekends and wrestling and training throughout the week. It's, it's a lot, but this is what I signed up for, right?
2: No, you're right about that. And somebody I always tend to ask, you know, performers uh, caliber level talent like yourself, Is the same scenario i mean you just described it to a a huge list of things that you're supposed to do and you're supposed to balance all these things at once like you're juggling 14 balls at the same time and trying to keep them (laughs) up in the air but with that though have you been able to enjoy those moments because that's that's the thing you know people very goal driven like yourself are always looking at that next thing and trying to trying to one-up themselves right have you been enjoying that journey per se i mean looking back at everything you just you just mentioned are you allowing yourself to do it or are you going to you know, worry about that later on when the time comes?
1: No, I mean, I think you nailed it on the head. Like it's important to make sure like as these moments are happening that you recognize it. And I know it's so tough in today's world where everybody's on their phones. Like I literally am right now um, where, you know, you want to like film everything, take pictures of this, like make sure you're staying up to speed on your, your social media, whatever it might be. Um, but between all of that, it's, it's so important to actually take that second, that pause from just the world around you and life, and actually you know embrace what's happening because like I mentioned, some of these matches that I've been having, like even in those, you know, the music hits, you go out, it's one thing to just kind of, I don't know, go into autopilot and you know, from the curtain to the ring and then back, drive home, you're done. Um, but it's another thing too to actually take those pauses, Really live in the moment. Be one with the audience because they're paying tickets um, to watch you. You know, that's money that they worked hard to get and put in their pockets. So um, you don't want to cheat them out of it. But then also you're putting in all this effort. So make sure it's worth your while because, you know, I don't want to just look at a picture and be like, oh, yeah, that was cool. I want to actually feel it. I want to live it. You know, I want to be a part of it, like, in that moment. So, um, yeah, I think it's important to do, and that's something I try to be conscious of uh, with all aspects of life. I mean, I'm literally sitting here now with my little puppy. You know what? I'll just show you quick. Come here, bud. Uh-huh. Up. But this is my little guy who means, like, everything to me. So even on a daily basis, you know, just it's taking time with him, playing with yes. him. You know, um, I just think it's so important to do.
2: And you definitely have those levels of normalcy. Just to follow up on what you just said, too, it's like, of course, you said you want to enjoy it. That's what it's all about with all the things you need to kind of put in a priority list and try to make sure you accomplish them all. But for you, though, when you go through that curtain, what's the biggest pressure you put on yourself for yourself to put the performance, you know, you're capable of or to make sure that the audience walks away happy?
1: You know, it's, it's one of those things where I think one can actually reflect the other. So if I am making sure that I'm putting that pressure on myself to perform and do what I know I'm capable of, uh, of course the audience then in turn is going to leave happy. At least that's the plan, right? <laughs> yeah. um, then they should get their money's worth out of it or at least enjoy the experience. Um, but to really narrow it down, to answer your question, I mean, without putting that pressure on myself, Uh, I could just go out there and, you know, be lackadaisical or kind of go half speed, if you will, and really not give them, you know, my full effort. And I think that cheats the people that are there, especially in attendance. Um, Of course, you have like these iPay-per-views now where people are paying subscriptions and whatnot as well. But um, especially with the people that are there, uh, one one trick I learned actually, not even trick, but just lesson really, um, Tim Donst, uh, him and I used to actually travel a good bit together, and he had mentioned one day where it was just like, Hey man, if there's one person in that audience that actually paid to see you and they wanted to come and, and meet you and see you, watch you wrestle and everybody else could hate your guts. It doesn't matter. Like you want to make sure you're performing for that one person. So if it's 11, it's 1100. If it's 11,000 people in attendance, uh, you want to make sure, you know, you're giving it your best effort because otherwise, like I said, you're just kind of cheating them out of it. And I know, for example, with me, if I'm going to go to a wrestling show or a concert or any sort of athletic event, whatever it might be, uh, if you can tell if it's noticeable that somebody's not giving their best effort, then it's like, all right, I just wasted my time and my money on this. So what am I even doing here?
0: Uh, Obviously, we can tell that you're giving this uh, interview 100 percent, dude, because you can tell the passion that's coming out of uh, of talking about wrestling, talking about what you love. And so now I have like a ton of questions here because I know I'm going to get good answers here from our guest, Brooke Keller. So listen, so you started in 2016, right? 2022, so you're into your sixth year. And some wrestlers, it takes 10 years to get to a certain level. It takes six months, right? Mm -hmm. So you're at that level now. You're seeing yourself higher up on the card. You've done AEW Dark. Uh, I I recall you seeing you in the tag team match with uh, Santana Ortiz. Yeah, uh, very impressive. So you're on, I would say, on a faster track than other, you know, other people right now. So kudos to you, right? Do you, how do you look at it? And can you tell that there's a lot of people like interested in you, and you can see that, uh, that bright side that everyone's putting you on that top card? Can you see it yourself?
1: Um, that's tricky to navigate because I mean, there's definitely hints of it, right? Like you have to be to an extent, a little self-aware, like you can't just go out there and a think, Oh, everybody loves me. You know, I'm, I'm hot stuff or B have zero confidence in yourself. And then you just kind of diminish off into existence. So there does need to be a balance there where it's like, all right, I'm not being egotistical, but I do understand that. You know, my name carries some value. There's some weight to that. Or, you know, I'm getting these opportunities, so I better take advantage of them. And, you know, like when the ball is given to you, you got to run with it. And, yeah, like I've been fortunate enough, like I would honestly say lucky enough to get some of these opportunities. So I was on WWE once, just kind of coming out um, with The Miz and getting punched off the ring by Daniel Bryan, I guess I'll say, because that was his name um which was an unreal experience being in that stadium full of people and just seeing that around you is pretty incredible but then most recently yeah getting a uh, shot with AEW and you know being in there with a legendary tag team i don't think they get enough credit for everything they've done um you know all the experiences they've had in wrestling all the influence that they've provided um Santana Ortiz of course it's who i'm referencing but yeah it's it's definitely it's been tricky to navigate because I think it's a challenge, I'm speaking for myself personally, uh, when you do get these opportunities or, you know, as your name does grow and you do start getting put into these different positions within the card, on different shows, uh, with different companies, uh, different titles, whatever it might be, um, it does come with a level of pressure. And the, the biggest challenge at this point now is making sure I'm living up to that um, because, you know, I hold myself to a certain standard too. And, and you even alluded to it, just being really a, a competitor, uh, having that competitive nature, um, because, you know, through college, I played football and ran track. So um, having that background, you know, I know what goes into, at least to a, an extent uh, in the athletic world, what it goes into being successful. And, you know, when I get some of these matches, or I get different opportunities with, you know, certain promotions, then it's like, okay, I need to make sure that, you know, I'm on my A game. I'm not slacking off. Um, you know, I'm really trying to give the best effort that I can. That way, those opportunities compound and I start getting more and more and more. And then, of course, everybody's end goal is to obviously be on TV. So anything I can do to make that happen, I'm going to make sure I'm doing.
2: And, and you're doing a great job of it, if I must oh, say it myself. Yeah. Too, in terms yeah, dude. Of all the Thanks. work you're putting in to do it. We recognize, I'm sure a lot of people recognize it too. They're going to see that um uh coming this saturday but you know what i wanted to ask you in terms of you know what you just mentioned here and, and jeff brought up a great point too in terms of recognizing being self-aware of what's mm. around you in terms of your you're seeing your popularity increase you know little by little baby steps you know you gotta you gotta walk before you can run basically right oh. but for you the thing with pro wrestling or sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, though, is that a lot of people, I think, fail to understand that. I mean, they see the product. They see people on TV and think it just happens. Mm-hmm. There's such a huge learning curve in this field. And you said you did football and track, right? So for, for you at this stage in your career, from where you were beginning to where you are now, where you hope to go in the near future as you continually get better, right? Where do you feel your strengths are? And more importantly, where you feel your weaknesses are that you want to improve on?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just start with the latter. Uh, my weakness weaknesses, uh, because, I mean, I kind of touched on it a minute ago. And it, I don't know, it doesn't, hopefully it doesn't sound corny. But, you know, putting that pressure on yourself, that's something that, I mean, especially this day and age, you know, there's a lot of awareness on, you know, anxiety, you know, you know, having the right mindset, and um, that just mental capacity, whatever it might be, whatever people are going through. Um, you know, that's something that, is so tricky to balance because our whole job is being in front of people you know it's it's trying to put smiles on faces or you know it's trying to make those um ticket buyers you know have you know worth their while and you know when you're doing that um you know there's a lot of energy that goes into it but hey i mean i'm all energy so it works out all energy
2: (laughs) energy all day all day (laughs) Day, (laughs) 7-eleven never stop
1: you guys get it Um,
0: (laughs) So, so my question on that point is: so here's here's the thing, right? Now you can access wrestling everywhere, dude. Right? Mm -hmm. You can off your phone. You have someone, you know, record your match, and then you do a crazy spot, or you or it's a good quality match, and you go viral, right? It's so simple to to get. Well, I don't say simple, right? But it's easier to get over, right? So So, so for you, right? How? Do you ever, like, step back, maybe talk to somebody that's wrestled me 20 years, you know, an old timer or a veteran in this, and you and you hear the stories, and you're like, my God, I'm kind of lucky to be li- to be wrestling in this era because social media is everywhere, and you can get your matches out. It's not collecting tapes, not doing that kind of stuff. You ever, you know, you ever hear stories and be like, man, I'm kind of lucky that I'm kind of, you know, wrestling in this time period, than back in the day where it's much easier uh, to get your name out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so tricky because I've I've seen both sides of the coin, right? So nowadays, we have instant access to literally everything. You know, you just put a put a gif, gif, however you say it, um, just put that online, it starts getting retweeted, it goes viral like you said, and you know, everybody has instant access to it and it's right in front of them immediately. So, in a sense, it's great that we have, you know, this this leverage to really be on everybody's phone in front of everybody's eyes all at once. Whereas, you know, back in the day, some of these wrestlers that, you know, preceded us, they didn't have that luxury. So they had to, you know, grind it out in a different way. I won't say it was easier or harder for anybody. It's just different um, with these different generations. But, you know, with them, they had to make sure that it was a big size thing. If you weren't big enough, you didn't even get a chance. They would just, you know, kick you right out the door. So if you have the size, boom, you can get in a ring, then you can get trained, and then maybe get it on TV. And that's how they get noticed. But for us, I mean, smaller guys now have opportunities. There's seemingly infinite different indie promotions. So if you can get yourself, you know, just on an open Saturday, go to a ring, if somebody's going to have you, boom, get the match filmed, get it on Twitter, whatever it's going to be, throw a meme together for that matter. Um, and then you're viral, and then boom, the opportunities start appearing. So... Yeah, it's, it's tough to say if one's definitely, like, easier or tougher than the other, but I really just do think it's just a major difference at this point.
2: Speaking of the differences, though, when you look at it in terms of, you, you know, we talked about social media, we talked about ways of letting yourself be known, like, basically, social media is a modern-day business card where you can, you know, be go viral and then people from promotions, let's say in another country would ask for your services and want you to be on the show. Great way no longer, you know, back in the days where I do tape trading, I'm like, oh look at this. Oh my God, a VHS tape. Right. Uh, my God, the 1996 ECW, you know, hardcore heaven. You know, I, I love those VHSs and I still have them. But when it comes to uh, you, and promoting yourself and going out there because the thing is in this world and anything you do, it's highly competitive, right? Same Mm -hmm. thing as pro wrestling, sports entertainment. What do you feel you bring to the table that separates you from the rest that can do things similar than you can or or, are different in size or different in speed or different in in, in technique in the ring? What do you bring to the table you feel separates you from everybody else?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a good question because I mean, kind of like what you just said, there's so many of us now, it's almost People could argue, you know, the wrestling world is diluted at this point
2: because there's so many promotions, and on top of that, so don't many- ever say that. Don't ever say, you know what? <laughs> <It's> back back <laughs> during the you you- and everybody won it all. We had nothing. Now we have too much. So <laughs> yeah. Don't ever say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, that's great. But but yeah, I mean, for me personally speaking, I think. It's an overall package, right? So you get some guys in there that are super technical, that can really wrestle, and, you know, they're super good at that, but, you know, might not necessarily have, you know, the the microphone skills or promotional skills or, you know, be too savvy on social media. I know personally I'm not the best at that, but I am better than most at this point, I could say. Um But yeah, it's just a matter of dedicating my time and willingness to actually tweeting or putting stuff on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever it might be. Um, So you get that aspect where it's like, I'm coming in there and I think I look like a professional. That's the biggest thing now. It's literally the first word of our title is professional wrestler. Um, And you get some guys that, you know, they just have tattered gear or it's old gear or, you know, they're not the cleanliest. Um, Or they're not in the gym putting in that extra effort and that extra work because, you know, there's so much that goes behind the scenes, whether it's being in the gym and lifting weights or if it's being in another gym, a barn, a backyard, whatever it might be, whoever has a ring, getting in there and practicing. So um, I like to say I look and act the part, too, because I'm doing those extra things. You know, I'm keeping my body in shape. I'm eating right. um, I'm trying to get sleep at night. And, you know, I come to the building, the venue, whatever it might be. Um, and I'm not rocking sweatpants or you know just some grungy clothes. Um, I'm trying to be a professional because that's that's the old expression, right? You know, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Um, so you know, in that, not just when I'm walking into the building with, but when I go to the ring, I'm trying to wear new, good-looking gear as well. Um, so I think there's multiple aspects to it. And then once I'm in the ring, I just bring a lot of enthusiasm, like we said, energy, and just
0: all energy, baby.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, and just, you know, that natural athletic ability that I've been, you know, gracious enough to have and, you know, been able to utilize in the ring.
0: You know, we're talking uh, here to uh, Bro Keller, man. He's got a big matchup, triple threat coming up against Matt Taven, uh, Jason Hotch. Uh, you know, just checking down the boxes in a couple of weeks. You and D.D. Richards, we'll get to that uh, in just a little bit. Uh, that's another one you're definitely going to check off your box there. Um, so, listen there's wrestling everywhere and you've wrestled on AEW dark you've been on that platform everyone talks about the i guess the camaraderie the energy that goes backstage a lot of people have their pe- perception saying oh morale in wwe is low backstage you from witnessing just your surroundings in AEW, uh is it what everyone perceives it to be is it that is it that business but yet you know, everyone exchanging ideas or everybody's just, just the morale is awesome. Everyone's good to talk to How would you, how would you just say that the mood is in, in, in that locker room?
1: Mood's overall positive. And that was the initial takeaway. I mean, you walk in there and you know, you're not somebody that's signed or actually an active roster member. So there is this, a bit of a hierarchy where you kind of know your place again, that self-awareness idea that we were talking about. So You're not necessarily all super buddy-buddy with every single person you walk past. Um, But for the most part, yeah, I mean, everybody was kind. Everybody was generous. Um, Thankfully, I do know a couple members on the roster, so I was at least able to say hi to them, catch up for a little bit. Um, I will tell you a funny story, though, super quick, because I feel like it answers your question pretty well. So uh, since it was my first time there, they had us taking pictures, and I was in my gear. And the photo area was right beside catering. So you get like pretty much the entire roster up there eating their lunch while I'm there in my underwear and my knee pads, just like flashing for the camera. And the locker room was quite literally on the exact opposite end of the arena from where I was. So I basically just said like, hey, it's lunchtime. I know I'm in my gear, but I'm already here. So I'm going to eat. And I felt like such a buffoon walking around in my sparkly undies and my knee pads and the best part was, I sit down. A couple other, like uh, uh, you know, indie wrestlers that were there with me, um, they were just goofing, making some comments about it, like, "Oh, look at this guy in his gear, blah blah blah." And out of nowhere, from the table behind us, Mark Henry just goes, "Hey, if anybody's got a problem with that, you send them my way. You look good, kid." <laughs> and so I was like, wow. "All right, so if, if he's gonna say that, then I feel good right now. Let's eat our food."
2: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, awesome. you walk around with confidence. I mean, first of all, you're hungry. And second of all, <laughs> exactly. you back know, can change. So, hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, make fun of the sparkly gear. Who cares? I'm, I'm going to eat something. So. And it's typical exactly. marketing, right? He's obviously like a locker room
0: leader. And that's good, man. He's got your back and then you can you can eat, uh, eat, worry free, not worrying about what everyone else has got to say uh, while you're doing that. Um, exactly. Awesome story, man. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so, dude, so I mean, aw dark you know there's competition between WWE and AEW. uh so like how about how about this though like what 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 is what is your future goals what does what does the future hold for you like like uh, what are your plans where do you see yourself or where do you want to see yourself in maybe say like 2023 2024 like what's your goal because you're on a little bit of a fast track here so like where do you see yourself
1: yeah and i mean i'm i'm hoping to keep that fast track rolling uh you know it's one of those things where, you know, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself and be like, oh, I want to be with this company or I want to be with that company. Um, my goal is really just to, you know, be on a national television, you know, national broadcast, um, get out there, you know, on TV, have a contract with any company that's up there, whether it be WWE or, you know, AEW, but then you can't disregard the, the impacts of the world, the New Japans of the world. You know, you have all of these options now. So it's like, just keep, expanding upon where i'm at because you know it's you take this path and when you first start out there's little hope because you know you see what it really takes to actually get to the next level and then boom oh okay i get this match into my belt i get this match into my belt and then you do hit that next level and it just continues so on and so forth so at this point i've just been you know, happy to be where I've been on some of these larger independent promotions that are out there, whether it be, you know, MCW, the Maryland championship wrestling, whether it be, uh, beyond wrestling, getting opportunities with them. Um, I mean, it's just been so nice to actually have those chances. And then, you know, at this point in time, it's just, it's building upon that. So I don't want to just, you know, take a booking every weekend to do it. I want them to be meaningful. I want them to help me on this trajectory and continue to grow Uh, And ideally, you know, start working more and more with these larger promotions or, you know, just promotions that really seem to care and put effort into their product. Like literally Wrestle Pit, what we're about to do. The card is absolutely stacked. So it's tough to disregard that and ignore that. I mean, I'm excited for my match myself. But heck, as a fan, I just want to watch all the other matches too. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so tough to say in this sport, you know, where I see myself or where I'm going. Uh, Because it's all up in the air. I mean, I could literally get into an accident tomorrow and it's all taken away from me. So uh, ideally, I'm just going to keep focusing on where I'm at and keep getting better on all aspects and in every phase. And then, you know, I think with doing so, it's just going to help me, you know, grow and and find a place, find a home really, um, you know, as I continue on this path.
2: You kind of hit the nail right on the head there in terms of you said the, the key word in all of this that is the reason Jeff and I have been doing this and we follow for so long and never kind of, I guess you could say, grew out of it. We we're fans. Yeah. We we're fans of this industry, fans of this business, as they call it, this sport, entertainment, and never grew out of it and appreciated it more, especially we got older and started realizing certain things about it that you don't normally necessarily see. That being said, kayfabe is always such a huge thing, right, where people are like, you know, <laughs> people don't want to, you have people who are very old school. They don't want to showcase too much. But at the same time, too, we live in a day and age where nobody's going to better promote yourself than yourself. So you're going to have to showcase a little bit of who you are. So it comes and goes. So you as a fan, I, I can safely assume, I think all of us were fans of pro wrestling, grew up as fans. You as a talent now in there, do you see it now with different eyes, with a different perspective? Meaning that before you saw how it was when you saw it on TV, the production was all put together now that you see the behind the scenes and still a fan at heart do you have a different perspective now a different outlook of what you originally thought before you got into the industry
1: yeah i mean it's always interesting it's it's like even the old adage when people say like don't meet your hero because you know everything whether it be the person whether it be the product the promotion uh, it's always different from what you see in front of a camera versus behind the scenes, right? So, like kind of being on this side of it uh, at this point in time, it's been cool. it's it's almost been enlightening. I mean, as a kid growing up, you're watching it and you're just so invested in these characters, these guys, you know, they're larger than life, these women as well, um, out there just tearing it up in the ring on a nightly basis. Um, but watching that on Monday nights or Thursday nights, uh, whatever it was, Friday nights now, um, you know, you don't necessarily understand all of the backstory that goes into it. How many shows they were doing on a weekly basis, monthly, yearly basis. Um, you know, how how they had to balance having a life in the real world, having their life on TV, and then, you know, trying to maintain and keep all of that together. Uh, it's just a whole different world. So I definitely have a new appreciation and respect uh, for everybody that's been doing this for as long as they have. Um, but then also, it's just, it makes you, I don't know, in a way, it adds to my fandom because you know, as we're I'll get away from K fave here, uh, as we like are putting matches together and whatnot, and you're trying to think, you know something creative, new ideas, new thoughts, um, you want to do it for the fans, right? So as a fan growing up, I would watch it and just be like, oh, that was cool. But now I can say, okay, what what could I do to invoke that reaction? You know, like, what could I do to actually get them excited out of their seat cheering for me or if bad guy if they're booing for me, you know? Um, it's just been – it's been cool to see throughout the ride of actually being from one end, now on the other, and seeing how they kind of mesh together.
2: And, oh, and you know, yeah, they say don't meet your heroes, but I'm the exception to the rule. I met my hero a long time ago, <laughs> Chris Jericho, and it was an yeah. amazing experience. I met him more than a several times, and I kid you not, every single time has been unique. It's been amazing, so – Hey, you do have those scenarios, but I met my hero. And you know what? It did not disappoint.
1: <laughs> you know what? I agree, though, that that saying doesn't always translate. You know, there's a lot of people that do have, you know, great personalities. They're actually just wholesome humans. So, hmm. yeah, I I don't always agree with that. But, yeah, in a sense, to answer your question, like sometimes just the idea of it, really, you know,
0: uh, I'm looking at at the card and the list of names that are going to be on this Saturday. I mean, you got Josh Woods uh, going to be on the card, Uh, Fisto, Matt Taven, The Savage Gentleman, LSG, Cheeseburger, uh, TME, Marty the Moth, uh, the main event. Uh, Lady Frost is going to be there. So definitely go. Definitely check that out on Saturday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. On site TV as well. And this guy here uh, taking on Matt Taven and Jason Hotch. All energy, bro, Keller, dude. One final yeah. one for me. Is, Where my money's on right now. <laughs> exactly. Love uh, to on hear our, it. On our guest, of course. Um, you know, I just don't like Matt Taven. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Not a lot of people. I've really enjoyed doing research on you and checking your matches on on YouTube and stuff like that. And uh, obviously, very very uh, talented wrestler entertainer. Um, I, I went and saw your matchup with uh, Christian Casanova. And did you know that, that he had it when you took uh, when you fought him in the ring? Did you know he had that it factor that he's already successful in you know NXT? But did did you feel that he he, he had something uh, special? Because a lot of there, people are raving really- about him.
1: Yeah, there was legit, no question. Um, it was one of those things where, you know, you meet the guy, boom, we start throwing ideas around. It was like, all right, he's he's literally what we were just saying. He's one of those good, wholesome dudes. Um, and then, you know, with every single match, everything you have sounds good on paper, right? And then that's one aspect of it. But then actually putting it into action and actually doing it live in front of the audience, that's a whole different ball game um and literally the second we got out out there there was just this level of comfort you could tell he was so smooth with everything he did he made it look effortless and easy um and i'll even admittingly say like that was not one of my better matches but the way that he performs and the way he just he makes it seem like you know he's not even trying which is the best part because you know if, if you can make it look that easy then you know you've got the sky's the limit for you. Um, So for him, yeah, it was one of those things where I don't want to say I was a psychic or had a crystal ball, but I do specifically remember saying, like, that dude's going places,
2: like, as soon as we were done. Look who's talking, Jeff, about going places <laughs> right now. I mean, I yeah, man, and eventually, we have one person right now in this this little box here that's going places, and he's right there, and he knows who he is. I don't need to say anything. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, i got to ask this one more thing before we let you go. Thank you so much for your time. We yeah, really man. appreciate for it. Time, dude. And, but, the, the, you know, we're here at the cusp of a big event you're going to be part of now, and, and your career seems to be skyrocketing uh without a doubt in our minds i'm sure a lot of people who admire and, and watch you in terms of what you do but like you know i, I joked about before we talked about in the beginning uh, when we all did, had this discussion it's like it's amazing to think back the days my glory days i'll date myself the monday night wars <laughs> what an amazing time it was to be a fan and now i can't imagine a time comparing it to then to now in terms of this is probably one of the better times ever to be a fan or be a talent in pro wrestling. So from your perspective too, if we if we did this in the days where WCW closed doors and there's really nothing else out there but WWE, there were a lot of places where talent couldn't go anymore because everything was closed down. Now it just seems like it's an endless pool of places that you can go and hone your craft. Talk mm-hmm. about the importance that it is for a talent for someone like you who's growing within this industry and in, in, in discovering who you are—not only as a performer, but who you are as a person as well. How great is it to have all these avenues and all these people to work with to grow and become the person you you ultimately want to become?
1: Yeah, it's tremendous. I mean, and to your point, you know, you have all these different uh, opportunities in front of you. You know, it's just going to be a matter of what do you want to put into it? Um, I mean, with all of these different independent promotions there, um, it's like an endless list. And, you know, if you want to hop in a car, if you want to take the time, get in there and drive, you know, go to the whatever city, whatever town, whatever state it might be in, um, and just keep, keep getting, you know, more and more pieces from everywhere that you can to kind of like put your puzzle together. Because it's like you said, it's really understanding yourself, your character, who you are, who you want to be, um, you know, really recognizing the mistakes you made in the past and learning from them because a lot of people, they can be stubborn. (laughs) And so I think that's definitely something that, you know, will lead you to shooting yourself in the foot because, you know, if you're not necessarily listening to people or your peers around you taking their advice, then you're just going to be complacent. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I strive to avoid is complacency because at that point, I think once I do get to a you know a level of complacency, then it's like, all right, I think I'm probably done with this now. And, <laughs> and thankfully, at this point in time, I'm not complacent. I'm not tired of it. I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to pick up new tidbits. I'm trying to add or tweak this to my character, whatever it might be, whether it's you know, something in a promo, whether it's this little thing in the ring, you know we're talking about those moments, um, you know, something between moves, whatever it might be. Uh, it's just really understanding, who I am and where I'm going. Um, And at this point, I don't think it really is like a a full picture yet. Uh, And I think that's part of the fun of it. It's just continually doing that continually growing because, you know, once you do get to that point where you think, all right, I think this is who I am. This is my character. Um, I have a full understanding of it. Then it's like, where do you go? You know, what's next at that point? Um, and then literally right around the corner is that that level of complacency so um, I think it really is just a matter of you know continually growing and trying to learn more uh, making connections in the industry that's been one thing that um, even with this like I've wrestled uh, Savage Gentleman quite a few times and we made a a good connection uh, through those and, and he reached out and was like hey wrestle pit you know wink wink nudge nudge so that's what led us here and I think it's even that on like a on a bigger level, just be a good person, right? Uh, yeah, there's just there's so many layers to it and so many levels to it. Like, I don't know what's next, and I think I appreciate and value that I don't know what's next. You know, it's just it's keep making the best of every moment that I can, and then whatever
0: does eventually come up next is just going to be bigger and better. You know, man, WrestlePit Pit will be turning up the heat. <sighs> This Saturday, uh, February 26th, Pittsburgh, PA. Go on their social media. Get the tickets uh are available. Definitely check this guy out. Uh, March 12th, he will be taking on Davey Richards in PA as well. Uh, definitely uh, look forward to that as well, man. I mean, you're just, you know, you're just... Fill in that list, man. You're checking off the Go names, ahead. dude. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Hopefully uh, hopefully you have plans for uh, uh, Dallas, and hopefully you're booked for any of those shows too. Uh, we wish you the best, dude. We thank you for this because when you make it, we can play this back this interview and be like, hey, we were one of the first to talk to uh, <laughs> Bro Keller. So definitely uh, thank you for that. And uh, good luck, man. Best of luck.
2: Like your story. And for us at the High Spot Podcast, the Jersey riding crew, to you, man. We are so appreciative of your time. But more importantly, we're very appreciative of what you do. You make us enjoy wrestling by watching talent like you rise yourself up to the very top. And you know what? You're earning every single moment you get there. And uh, we're just enjoying the ride, seeing you progress in this industry. So thank you so much for that, man.
1: Thank you guys, I man. You're making me blush over here. Somebody <laughs> here.
2: That's why I- so they call me the trendsetter, man. I just have to, I, you know, I connect with my guests. Like, you want to connect with the audience, I connect with them. You talk about complacency. This guy right here, over here, you know. <laughs> she learned your message. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate
1: it, guys. It was a pleasure being on here and chatting with you. I, I definitely enjoyed it.
2: Are uh, you going to be around WrestleMania weekend at all or no? You see, tried?
1: that's the tricky part. So, another thing that we didn't get too deep on, but it's like, in order for me to fund my wrestling addiction – uh, I have to have like a real job during the day. Yeah. So uh, my real job actually has me flying to Nashville. So I'm gonna be in Nashville until Friday evening. It's like Wednesday to Friday. So I'm trying to at least get down. I've talked to a couple of promotions. We're trying to just kind of, you know, uh, work out the kinks, but I think Saturday, I'm hoping to at least in the morning and afternoon, get some get some shows under my belt. Awesome,
2: dude.